Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, everybody, you tuned to Shingles this week. We talk news, trending news, games, talks, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I am Dave Shingler. It's early on a Sunday today, and he's Cleon Bewley, and he brought snacks and coffee, and I'm going to kiss him on his face. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's your introduction. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, with gunpowder, treason, and plot. Remember, remember, the 5th of November should never be forgot. There you go. It's mm-hmm. the Shingler's Pod the Show! Podcast. And it is Bonfire Night. Guy Fawkes Day. Guy Fawkes Day. Um, for our international listeners, you may not know that one, but it's a thing. We Basically, um, before health and safety kicked in, we'd pile a load of wood in the backyard and yep. set fire to it. And then we'd all stand around it, watching it burn. That was Bonfire Night. chance. <laughs> Whilst we give... For, for the international uh, listeners of the pod show, who are here across various provinces, Bonfire Night in England is a night where a gentleman tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament. Yeah. Years yeah. ago. Years ago. Quite a bit ago. Hmm. And since that time, we now set fireworks off and we burn an effigy of that said man, yeah. Guy Fawkes. Hence... Guy Fawkes night. It was the whole um, Catholic Protestant thing, wasn't it? Yeah. it? I can never remember what, what Guy Fawkes was. Was he Catholic or Protestant? I think he was Protestant. I don't remember. Because I think it was just before Henry VIII, wasn't it? I've got no idea. My history is not brilliant. Um, I, I watch horrible histories with my daughter um, when she was little, and she still kind of watches it now, and it's fucking brilliant. I love horrible histories. That's kind of where I get my history knowledge Have from. Have you watched Drunken Histories? No. That's really funny. Okay. That's really funny. That's people sitting at a table discussing history whilst pretty much drinking. That just sounds like pretty fun. Yeah, it we just goes off that. in tangents. This should be a new podcast. Well, anyway, so we burn, yeah. we burn effigies of Guy Fawkes. Somebody all... grasped on him, didn't they? Yeah. So it was a, bit, it was a massive... it was his mates. It was a massive plot to, um, to, to blow up the Houses of Parliament. And everything was going great... And they needed to get somebody else on board. So one of the crew went and found found somebody else and went, do you want to come blow up the house's apartment? And he wrote it all in a letter. But this guy was one of the spies to the king's right-hand man. Yeah. And he just took the letter to to the king. So and this guy's getting blow up apartment. And that was it. So yeah, so they burnt him. <laughs> they took him and burnt him. And then every year since then, that seems to be, we just we build a guy and then we, we set fire to him to celebrate him not blowing the houses of parliament up. And uh, I mean, funny, but we set fire to guys. Kind of had the right idea. <laughs> we build a bonfire. We, we sellotape fireworks to cat's tails. We <laughs> we we, don't, we send fireworks up drain pipes. We've sent fireworks <laughs> up drain pipes. The local paedophile or suspected paedophile gets rockets put through his letterbox yeah. every single yeah, yeah, every year, year, so he chases the kids. Do, I mean, this is this is fireworks. Bonfire night in the bonfire night in the in the nineties was was brilliant. I was I was talking to the missus yesterday, saying like, I think I saw your lady ask on on. Facebook, if, if anybody yeah. knew of anywhere that was like still selling tickets, um, because the one 
that she was interested in has sold out. And I was like, sold out? We used to go school. Honest like, mate. Prime, primary school, little children. We used to go to the school. Yeah, it's all organised fun now. On a Saturday night, and they'd pile all the old crap that they wanted to get yeah. rid of on, on the field, set fire to it, yeah. while the two PE teachers, who should never have been PE teachers because they were so out of shape, ran mm-hmm. round with fire lighters, letting fireworks off, while one of the other PE teachers just manned the barbecue on his own while getting yeah. a little bit tipsy, mm-hmm. letting the kids flip the sausages and burgers and stuff. I'm buying like, fireworks. And, and it was <laughs> You just pushed me to that excitement nobody, point. Nobody wore gloves when they were using sparklers. No, no one. There was no buckets of water lying around. No, if you picked you know up why? the sparkler at the wrong end, it was your own stupid yeah. fault. We've been told yeah. not to do we it. We weren't fucking idiots, that's what I like. And if you did it, then you were an idiot. <laughs> oh, you burnt, idiot. you burnt your hand, have you? Well, you should have listened then, shouldn't you, you I did prick. tell you not to pick it up by the end. <laughs> Once it's been now, used, it's red off. No, it's like big organised shows and it's like £20 a ticket. Tickets, £45 family tickets. And I don't mind the big organised shows. In fact, I quite like them. But what I hate about them is if the capacity of the organised show is 500, they sell a thousand tickets. And you're all scrambled in a point like Lemmings. Mm. It's always raining in November. So the field that you're in is just basically a sludgy mud Mud bath. bath. Then it's freezing outside. Mm -hmm. Not doing it. Prefer just buy a box of fireworks, stick them on grass outside of the house, send them into the stratosphere, go in. Quick beer. We, we're quite lucky here where we are because um, a lot of the families, um, well, a lot of the families are related. So the the all just set off. Um, it is like there's loads of there's loads of like aunties, uncles, mums, dads, cousins, brothers, sisters. They all live locally. Like um, so, they all get together and set off fireworks. Um, so generally, we don't have to buy anything. We just like wait for the first bang and then just go stand in the street. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that, that's it. But I was I was walking around Moz's just Morrison's for the people who aren't from Stoke. I was walking around Moz's just and I saw like you know a big box of fireworks, fifty quid, mm-hmm. and I just thought. So I'll just get a big box of fireworks, and when everyone gets in later, just go there. You go fire it up in the air. But just in my mind, I might as well just get fifty pound and set it on fire. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing as well, isn't it? Because they're not cheap. You're in a nutshell, buying a box Mm. of fireworks, 50 quid, and then you're lighting it, it goes up. This is about a 15-minute experience for the price of 50 quid. And I think it's a bit... I think fireworks night, like a lot of things in the UK, has lost its edge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to do it... um, Because it's getting mixed up with Christmas. Yeah, we, we used to do it every year where, like... Like me and my brother, we had the kids, mum and dad, and whatnot. We'd all chip in and buy loads yeah. of fireworks, and then me, me and Steve would like set them off. Um, but we'd we'd plan it because like you know we'd want it to be a so we we'd we'd have everything like right. This ain't gonna be random. We're gonna make it a proper show. What have we got? We get everything out and we're like right. We do that one first. We nail that one to a tree. Then we'll do this one. Then we'll do these two at the same time. <laughs> I can just do make a proper show of it. Um, not using the fire lighters. Fucking matches or a lighter, yeah, like you know. Lighter, what I mean? yeah, free. I know um, what I'm going to do later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it used, yeah, and it used to be good fun. But then it just kind of, like you say, it just kind of lost its edge, and like nobody really seems bothered. No um, one does at the minute. Yeah. I think COVID took a lot out of not COVID. I think this organised. Mm. Ultra organised on top of organisations doing everyone's head in at the moment. One thing I've noticed as well is you used to go to the supermarket to get your fireworks 
and they'd have a massive display, glass cabinet, massive display, big posters and everything. And you'd like you'd, you'd go and get your boxes and whatnot. And um, and now, like I went into Tesco's the other day, and there's one woman sat at the smallest table with like a little leaflet with what you can oh, get. Oh, that's how Tesco have done it. And it's just like, where, where are the all? Moses has got it. Oh, have they got the display? It's got the big, yeah. massive display that takes up half the. And then Do you, you know get... what you haven't got there, Dave? Go on. Cheese for the salad bar. Fuck off. Cheese for the salad bar. Yeah. Now, what time is it in the morning? Bearing in mind, it was about 12 o'clock when I was in yeah, there. Yeah. Said to the woman on the pizza who's sprinkling cheese like she's at a rave. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, feeding the pigeons. <laughs> yeah, I said, excuse me, Doc, have you got any cheese for the salad? She goes, no. I said, what, you've just got cheese for the pizza, but not cheese for the salad? She goes, yes, that's about right. Morrison salad lady, you are a cow. Wow. Miserable as hell. Oh. Morrison's in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Doc, have you got any cheese? We haven't actually got any for the salad left. Come over to the pizza and we'll put you some on. Lovely. There you That's go. That's what we like. That's Stoke-on-Trent attitude. I'll give you a bit of this. I'll give you That's a bit of this. That's Stoke-on-Trent attitude. Not Fishwife Karen yeah. in Hanley. Yeah. Boycott Morrison's Hanley. Morrison's Newcastle. Yeah. Morrison's Nutton. Both nice people. Yeah. That's ace. Yeah, that was just nice. No, we can't get cheese from on there, but we can get cheese from here. Come here, I'll give you some. You know what? In the shop, the other day, in the shop, right? Yeah. I had um, somebody buy. Somebody buy a, a, a Blur album, hmm. uh, the new album, and uh, we've Blur got a new album. Yeah, this year, yeah, it's very good. Um, oh, and we've we've got a poster advertising it up on the on the wall, and he said, "Don't suppose, don't suppose the the poster's for sale, is it?" And I'm like, "Oh no, it's just promo stuff that we we put up on the walls. We just leave it up there for decoration. We don't sell them." Um, however, good sir, being as you've bought a Blur hmm. CD, I've got a spare one behind the counter. There you go, mate. And he goes, "How much?" I was like. Nothing, mate. You have that. Yeah, you have that. Just be nice. That's that's my that's my equivalent of pizza cheese on a salad, mate. Yeah, yeah. That's what Double we do. Double charged him for the CD, like. But... Yeah, too fucking right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't get no discount. No, I know, I know. No, but it's just just be nice and yeah, helpful. Be when nice you can. to people, like. Yeah, yeah, just helpful when you can. Um, yeah. So, guy folks, night. That's a thing. Um, now, what's your Christmas threshold? What has to get out the way first before we can start concentrating on Christmas? The whole of October. Yeah. The whole of November. Oh wow! Are you a December Christmas guy? Dece- Christmas starts on the first of December. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm that's I'm, the I'm end of the conversation. Because yeah. I've I've noticed you, you've brought coffee with you today, which and I'm that's very not much... when I put the Christmas decorations up. The Christmas decorations <laughs> go up. 12 days before Christmas. You just start your Christmas shopping in December. <laughs> and they go, yeah. And they yeah. go, and they go, and they come down, get, I'm not being silly, 12 days after Christmas Day. You know what? Sometimes mine come down on fucking like the first 12 days January. before, <laughs> 12 days after. Anything goes on in the house before that, I will bin it. You burn it. I'll bin it. I, I can't care. I'll um, bin it. Yeah, well, I've noticed the, 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 the cups... That have that the coffee's turned up in are Christmas cups. Shit out. And it's still for me. You've got to at least get a bonfire night out of the way. Get that. Get Halloween bonfire night. Get them out of the way. Now there's nothing left in November after that, and then you can start thinking about maybe doing Christmas. Over commercial, commercial, commercialization. Just going too far. Do you know? On um, Halloween, mm. on the day of Halloween, it was still Halloween, Cleon, right? Tesco had got rid of all the Halloween stuff and replaced it with Christmas. I can go it one more than that. It was still Halloween. I can, I can go one more than that. Two weeks before Halloween. I wanted a scary mask. <laughs> two weeks before Halloween, I went in La Range, La Range, uh, for the, for the other for the Karens out here. 
Um, I went in L'Orange, or the range. The range, yeah. And there was no Halloween stuff Fuck in there. Off. However, half the store was Christmas. And do you know what it made <sighs> me want to do? Burn the Christmas stuff. <laughs> you know, it makes me want to do not celebrate Christmas. It doesn't want you know what, kids? make me want to buy. You don't have anything. It's like, <laughs> it's like when you go into a shop now for a bottle of water, and a 500ml bottle of water is £1.50. Yeah. Yeah? got a litre bottle of water for 95p exactly yep. the same stuff behind exactly what i started doing just I would, buy the bigger one i i used to when i um started working in the new job i'd pop in supermarket on the way up and just grab a couple of bits for for lunch like but i'd just go to the the meal deal section and yeah. i'd grab a bottle of water from there and it's Fortunes. like yeah one pound 20 something whatever it was and then it dawned on me, I was like, hang on a minute, that's a really small bottle of water. I swear I can get a bigger bottle for less money. They, they literally do. I mean, it, the bottle it's in is the flimsiest fucking thing yeah. you've ever touched. But they do a two-litre bottle of spring water for 90p. Yeah. I mean, like your thumb's going through the plastic. It's so fine. <laughs> the, it's so thin, you like the bottle is. You've got to be dead careful with it, but um, tiny lid as well. Uh, but yeah, 90p, and 90p. it's like... It's just, it's just fucking water. I wouldn't buy the water. I'd just use tap water. But the tap water at work, it uh, tastes like a sludge, man. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, no, there's some water you can, <laughs> some water you can't. But no, it's it seems to be prices are coming back down now, I've noticed. I don't know if you've noticed. No, no. I have. I, basically, I've just gauged it from the nuts that I enjoy from Morrison's. Okay. I like a big bag of nuts. Big bag of nuts. And I'll sit there nom, nom, nom. for the next hour just taking on a whole bag of nuts. Just, you know, them big bags like that. Lovely. Love yeah. it, matey. Big bag of nuts. So anyway, I've gone in there. They, they went up to, at the at UK's highest, they were £4.75 for a mm-hmm. bag of nuts. They're now £2.80. Nice. So that's dropped down that's a lovely. whole two quid. The, the one thing I noticed this week, I went and bought some antiperspirant. And yeah. that that's deodorant for the uneducated. That was um, like £1.65, and now it's £2.50. Oh, so that's gone back up. And it's just like... That's because that's cause Christmas is here, though. Yeah. So if you're buying them singular and now, they'll be £2-odd. Because they but want you get the gift ten, bags, yeah. But if you're in a gift bag, it'll be like £1.50. Yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely silly. You have to have um, a look now. On that note, actually, uh, ladies, if you're listening... Um, <laughs> I'm dead scared. If you're listening, ladies, uh, the, the man in your life... Oh, that's okay. The man in your life does not mind if you buy him pants, socks, and a nice shower gel and deodorant gift set for Christmas because we don't buy them for ourselves. So we need the supplies at Christmas. Don't think that it's a cop-out. Get them for us, <laughs> please. This is how bad England's got. We're having to shout out for men now the fact we need pants, socks, and slippers at Christmas. Yeah. That's how weird it's got out mm-hmm. there, guys. This is, I, there was one year I didn't get any, like... That's because men are getting brought knickers, bras, and... <laughs> <laughs> Go on, um, we haven't said nothing controversial yet. It's been quite nice. There, there was one year, you know, I didn't get any, like, shower gel sets or, or anything like that, and I was just like, well, how am I going to wash myself now? There's a few things that piss me off about Christmas if I don't get... I've got, like, a list of things that I must have at Christmas. One's a selection box. If I don't oh, get yeah, a selection box, munchies. I'm in a right shit one all day. Like I, one year, I didn't get a selection box, and the whole family Foul. got me a selection. Like, yeah. Trust me, I had a selection box the next morning. I went full on diva. <laughs> I was fucking fuming. If I don't get a selection box, if I don't get um, some deodorants, yeah. If I don't get some silly socks, yeah. That's kind of my three things that I need at Christmas: silly yeah. socks, 
Yeah, I just a- anything kind of like essentials. I just need some essentials. Yeah. But if I don't get a selection <sighs> box, the world ends. I've always said to my lady because she, my lady, loves like surprises, and I'm like, fuck's sake, as luck would have it, I'm pretty good with Christmas and birthdays and stuff, but. I, I'm not one. I didn't get you anything. Yeah. Ta-da. <laughs> I'm not look, one. Kids, look how surprised your mum looks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one for um, birthday and Christmas surprises. Yeah. I'm not really too fussed. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, we're nice surprises now. There was one year where she got me a, a really nice pair of Jordans, and that was a big surprise, and, mm. and, um, and I was well happy. But... Um, I I just I have stuff throughout the year, you know. What I mean, I have things that I want throughout the year, or if I see something that I want and it's a bit pricey, I'll go. Can I class that as like a birthday present? And it won't have anything for me, but I'll do something like that. Yeah. Um, but what she she loves the surprise element of, of birthdays and um, and Christmas, and she's always panicking about what to get me. And I'm like, I've told you, I'm not bothered. I don't need surprises. Just get me something to open in front of the kids, so it looks like I've got something for Christmas. Like, and it can and it can be just some shower gels. It can be some 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 underwear, some socks, slippers, whatever. A, a t-shirt. I'm bothered. Like, not for anything. I'm gonna be a plain black t-shirt. I'm bothered. Just some essentials. And and I think I think I'm speaking for the majority of men in the country when I say that's fine. Get us all that stuff for Christmas because yeah. we really fucking appreciate it. It's yeah. not a cop out in a coffee like, machine. Yeah, and and um, yeah, and an espresso. <laughs> I want to, I want a coffee machine this year. I've got a couple. I've had a couple of different coffee machines over the years. We use it. Well, I'm not using it anymore, but we used a Tassimo for the last couple of years. And um, the problem with Tassimo is, is you've you're really stuck with the brand. Don't want Tassimos. Yeah, you want a big fucking. I like, want a nice coffee. You want a right. proper barista right. machine. I know don't my you missus like? listens to this podcast every Monday morning, so don't leave things till the very last minute and get me something that you can remember me saying. I want a coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that on loop. Yeah, and I'll just add it to every show every week. Like a coffee machine, a coffee machine. <laughs> leading up to the Christmas end. A coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. News. News. This week. This week, not much. Not much. There's, not much has happened this no, week, Dave. I've been looking. There's only been one um, one kind of big news thing. In, I don't know if I, if I just turned the right mic. Kind of two no, you do. I don't know which volume. You just, uh, you just turned me up Actually, and down. That's me. Um, the, um, I don't need to be any louder. Uh, yeah. What was I saying? News. Yeah, so the news. only big thing that's kind of interested me this week um, is the release of the Beatles single. Mm. Now, we touched on this last week. And me. Um Sorry? And me, actually. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was Monday it was released. No. And it wasn't. No, it was Friday. It was Friday. Yeah. But I feel like I've gone louder. But for some reason you haven't. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But for <laughs> some reason I thought it was Monday and no. it wasn't. Then it, I thought it was Tuesday. That's because you're stuck in the 90s. And it wasn't. <laughs> then I thought it was Wednesday and it wasn't. Yeah. Music comes out on Fridays these days. Does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Um, fuck knows. Um... Yeah, everything moved a few like years back. Um, it used to be mo- like Britain would do Monday release, and America did Tuesday release. But then I think everything just got moved to Fridays for mm. some reason. God knows why. Um, 
your proper masses, your charts up, because chart the charts used to be on a Sunday. Yeah. And now it's not. <laughs> so <laughs> when's the chart show on then? It's like a Thursday or a Friday. I thought those, I don't know. They've proper messed that up. Have hardly new bugger listeners to it. Um, no, yeah, the, the quote-unquote new Beatles single, we'll put that in quotes, um, uh, came out last week. So it started with a 12-minute documentary that got released on Wednesday. Mm. Now, this got released at half past seven on the Beatles' YouTube channel. However, um, the BBC had the world exclusive of it, and it was aired during an extended version of the one show. Um, and they had uh, what's the what's the, the woman's name who presents the one show? <laughs> you can say what's the what's the Beatles still alive? What's the guy at the Beatles still alive? <laughs> I don't know. Is it Christine? Feel... No, it's not Bleakley, is it? I don't know. I don't watch the one show. Is that Ginger Guy still on it? Uh, well, Ronan Keating was presenting it. I feel really bad that I can't remember her name because she's been presenting it for years. But I've just proper mind blanked like. Um, so yeah, Ronan Keating was presenting it, and they had. Um, uh, Lauren Laverne doing yeah. the introduction for the, the video. Um, they had John Bishop on, um, comedian from Liverpool, who's a massive Beatles fan. And they had Giles Martin. Yeah, who, they've got uh, to have a scouser who, on there uh, if they've got the Beatles Who on. produced it. Um, and then this, 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 this 12-minute documentary, if you haven't seen it, is brilliant. It's really, really good. And it just shows like how far technology's improved. Uh, with regards to audio recording, I've watched that today. Actually, it's there's a part of it where you hear John's isolated voice, and honestly, it's like goosebumps. The mm. way the and I know it's that you manipulated into that because the way they filmed it and the way it's been presented to you, but it is goosebumps, and you're like, shit, that's that's really good, and and I think personally that the the song paired with the documentary is perfect i think if they just put the song out on its own a lot of people would have gone yeah it's all right it's all right you know and and even now like list i've listened to the song a million times since it got released the song went um digital on thursday Mm -hmm. so that was two o'clock on thursday but i think it was radio six that got the exclusive and they had craig charles doing the um the the presentation for it on his show and then radio two got the next play scott mills did that Hmm. but they were within minutes of each other um sorry me computer's gone to sleep i'm just making sure that the yeah, the podcast's still recording. <laughs> um, so we'll get the end in an hour or yeah, so. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh. Um, so yeah, Scott Mills did the Radio 2 one. So I listened to the Radio 2 like broadcast of it because I, I kind of wanted to be a part of the moment. I didn't just want to open Spotify at 2 o'clock and go play. Like mm. I wanted to be part of that. Because like, I, I remember being little and Free as a Bird being played on Top of the Pops, the first like showing of the video for... For free as a bird was 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 broadcast on top of the pops, and and I remember that very vaguely. So I wanted to kind of be a part of this first broadcast. So I listened to it on on radio too, and first reaction was it's very very good. It's a very good song. Um, is it as good as the other two that they did in the nineties? It's still out for debate. But what they've done with it and how it's been recorded and how it's been put together and how it sounds. Is brilliant. It's a really good song. And 
it doesn't sound like the Beatles in the early 60s. It doesn't sound like the Beatles in the late 60s. It sounds like what the Beatles might have been if they'd have stayed together or if they'd have got back together in the late 70s, possibly 80s, um, or even in the 90s when they were doing the other two tracks. It, It just sounds like a band that may have evolved into this sound. You couldn't put that track on any Beatles album. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't fit. It sounds like a mixture between... What's that John Lennon song where he goes, I love Woman. you. It's called Woman. Woman. Yeah, I get that, yeah. yeah. It sounds a mixture between that one and a slow down Love Me Do. Okay. And the moment I hit play... That was the first two songs, and I don't know why, that immediately, they didn't just pop in my head, Mm. they like jumped in front of the song itself as I was watching it. I was like, I don't, I I do music differently, as you know. I I sometimes hate a song when I first listen to it, and then five days later, I can't listen to anything else. Mm. Mm. Or I absolutely adore a song at first listen. Yeah. And I consume it at such a rate that it's the only thing I listen to Mm. for the next week. And I just keep gobbling and gobbling and gobbling up that song. And then I hate the song after the first week. But for me, and this is one of the things that I kind of hate about going to gigs now. And I know I've. Well, I hate the video. The video, (laughs) Um, This is one of the things that I hate about going to gigs. With me being a musician um, and with me studying music at an academic level. I can't. I can no longer go and watch a live performance as an, an average member of the public that's just there for a good night. Same. Because my brain's wired to academically study, like what's going on, and it's the same when I'm listening to music as well. Which, for somebody like myself who has um, it, the music's been like a massive part of life since being a child, and to now be at this stage where. I'm 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 switched on to just academically studying things that I listen to. Yeah. It can be a pain in the arse. But it's just what happens now and I kinda have to deal with it. Um and so I try to just kind of step back and just listen as a Beatles fan. And as a Beatles fan, I really like the song. Yeah. And then the next lesson was right, let's have a proper listen to this and and just listen for all the little annoyances and, and, and little bits that I didn't hear first time around. Like like Paul's really ropey voice. Yeah. Sounds like old man Paul. And whereas with like Free as a Bird, you, you the way I try and put this into context is for people like our age, is when the Beatles did Free as a Bird and Real Love. That's the equivalent of Oasis today doing a new song. It's the same time difference, 30 years between the Beatles' first song being released. I and think th- this is leading up to and the then, Oasis, I do. And I then still, them. Still, I had that thought last night. And then them recording in 1994 or releasing, you know, um, Free as a Bird in 1994. That's only 31 years between the first single and that. Definitely Maybe came out in 1994. Next year will be the 30th anniversary of Definitely Maybe. It's 30 years on. It's the equivalent of Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher getting back in a studio and going, let's write a new song. Let's let's record a new song. It's the same. And right? I think we're only a couple of years away from that, you know. So, but now, another 30 years has passed, 
so you haven't got Paul McCartney's voice as strong as it was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And you've got that kind of old man Paul. But I think it adds to the character of it because, you, you know, the song, with it being called Now and Then, you know what I mean? It is future and past. And you can see that, you know, you've got John Lennon's voice pretty much in its prime in the 70s, you know what I mean? It's still good it's still a good voice and he's in the comfort of his own home he's relaxed he's just recording on his piano with a little tape recorder and he's you know sean's probably there yoko's behind him probably screaming into a fucking pillow or something i don't know like she does um and he's just happy and he's singing and it's it's prime lennon's voice and then you got old man paul and it's just i think it's a it's a beautiful contrast between the two um and the orchestra's awesome as well it sounds ace and you know for paul to make the decision to put an orchestra on it but that is something the beatles would have done they'd have put strings on it yeah. on that kind of song you know it's the they use strings all the time um it's very beatlesy i will say yeah. that and it is very Beatles. you know they've got giles martin uh, to produce it and he's been mix demixing and remixing the um the albums from you know sergeant pepper Abbey Road, White Album, Revolver, he's done all them so far, Let It Be. And he's produced this track like his dad produced all the Beatles songs. Um, and and it's, it's a really good track. Now, you could. There's been several people who I've seen who've said, it's not a Beatles song. It's a John Lennon song. It's a John Lennon song that Paul McCartney's gone, I'm going to finish this for him. And, that's a Beatles song, then. And it's... Yeah, that's the argument is that's a Beatles song. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm... You know, the the other thing is, is people are moaning about how George vetoed it in the nineties, and he said no. It's his words were, "It's shit. It's a pile of shit." <laughs> right? It's a pile of shit. Same as what my let's, review was. It of let's night. not uh, <laughs> let's not let's not do this. Now the thing is, George wasn't referring to the song itself. He was referring to the quality of the audio recording. And I've heard the original demo, and it's fucking awful. You can't get... The, there's just this uh, electrical noise in the background of mm. it. And the technology in the 90s, yes, you know, Pro Tools was just starting to be a thing, but yeah. there was no demixing software. You know, y- you were literally stuck with a tape with John Lennon's voice, his piano, and this electrical fucking hum in the background that you couldn't get rid of. And if you wanted to raise John Lennon's vocal level... You just raise the hair. Then the hum and the piano would be raised as well. There's nothing you could do. You could try filtering it with EQ and stuff like that, but you can only do so much with that. Um, and trust me, I've tried with some stuff that I've recorded where you listen and you go, oh, shit, man, there's some fucking interference there. Mm. And I don't want to, like set everything back up and record it again so i've tried using eq and filters and stuff to try and get rid of it and in the end you're like yeah it's not going to work i need to record it again but you know john's dead he can't record it again so that's why george went we can't do anything with this it's it's shit like we need to stop and the other two went yeah okay um because it was a democracy and if one person said no they all went says no no and there's people who are like George said no, but now he's dead. His opinion doesn't matter. And it's just Paul stroking his massive ego. Grow up. Um, but that's not the case. That George didn't want to carry on with it because of the quality of the recording. Now they've got Peter Jackson's demixing software, which is fucking brilliant. Um, 
they were able to get the get John's voice off that tape without anything else, almost perfect, um, and they could use it. They could use it in the mix. And they already had the basis of what George, Ringo, and Paul did together in the 90s. That was already on tape. They've got it. So Paul just continued that work. And he and he, yes, Ringo replayed his drums. You know, he did. He, he re-recorded his drum parts. He sat in a tracksuit um, and re-recorded his drum and he, parts. And he put a vocal over it as well. But let's face it, it's Paul. Paul's done this. You know I was I mean? going to say, I think I could have done Ringo's bit and I've never, <laughs> and I've never played the drums in my entire life. I fucking love Ringo. Yeah. I've, 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 I'm sorry, is Ringo one of the biggest freeloaders in musical history? I've seen his drums on this track and they don't look exactly complicated. They never were. He yeah, played, no, he, that's, that he that played, kind of brings me to my point. He played for the track. Um, he, it's... It, this is all Paul's doing, you know, it, and he's he's re-recorded the um, the piano. So and, he, the, and, he, and no one personally knows what's going on in Paul's life right now. You don't know. Hmm. You don't know what's going on in that man's life. That man might be in a bit of a bad moment with his life at this maybe. moment in time, and he might have rang up Ringo. You don't know him, and Ringo yeah. might have all of a sudden become dead close friends. And for the last year, they've been messing around in studios together. Do you know? You don't. No one knows the Paul the behind. Paul always wanted to finish this track, and he did. He did an interview in two thousand and twelve, and he was talking about "Free as a Bird" and "Real Love," and he said there was a third. He, I've seen the interview. He was like, "There was a third track. It was called Now and Then, and we just couldn't finish it. The audio quality was terrible on on, on John's demo, and we couldn't finish it." And he's like, "You know what? Jeff Lynn's still got that. I might have to get it off him." see if i can do something with that i'd love to finish that song and now you know you've like i say you've got peter jackson's um demixing software um which is just the the way they developed it for the get back documentary and the way it works it's it's computer learning people say ai but ai it's it's computer learning ai and demixing so you can't you, put computer learning and say it's not AI. If mm, computers are learning, it's AI. I think I think artificial the word artificial intelligence has been thrown around a little bit too much these days because to me, artificial intelligence um, means that the computer's thinking for itself. Well, to me, it just means I'm going to be the world's illest rapper on <laughs> on earth within um, the next three years, Dave. I need but, you to produce some fat beats. But basically, what what they did is. They fed the software a bunch of information. So they feed feed the software with this is what John Lennon's voice sounds like, and they just throw loads of bloody things of John Lennon's voice in there, and then they put the tape in and go, take that noise off that tape. That sounds like chat GPT. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, so they go right now. Take that noise. Mm. That's John Lennon's voice, and extract it from this recording. Yeah. And the computer goes, all right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's yours. That is. And then you press play, and everything's gone, and you've just got John Lennon's voice, and it's like fuck. Um, but yeah, Paul re-recorded the piano. He re-recorded his bass. Ringo re-recorded the drums. Paul wrote the um, orchestral accompaniment to it, uh, which the the orchestra that played on it couldn't didn't know what it was it, for. Um, he 
they had George's um, guitar work from the 90s, but George only played like rhythm tracks because they didn't get that far into the track where he was playing like a solo. Um, so they had two rhythm tracks that George played. I think it was an acoustic and an electric rhythm track, which are, which are on the recording. Um, and then Paul wrote a slide guitar solo in the style of George Harrison, um, and he said it's a tribute to George. He says, you know, I, I wrote this solo and I thought it would sound good on the track. And it's something, it's in the style of what George would have done if he was doing a slide guitar solo. And it was a tribute to George. So he's not saying he's trying to impersonate him or imitate him. He's gone, this is a tribute to, to George. He's not here and I wanted this, to do this for him. This could be McCartney closing the book. Yeah, basically. It could be him going, um, and that's the end of Beatles for me now. And... And I think when you actually break it down, you could say it's a John Lennon song and Paul McCartney's finished it off. But so it's a Beatles song. such as the fucking Beatles back catalogue, because even though the song said Lennon and McCartney, they, they never wrote together. John Lennon would write a song and he'd bring it into the studio and go, I've written this. And then Paul would go, you know what sound good on that? This. And then he'd do his bit to it. And or... Or he'd bring his song yeah, in, and, and then the and, other one would and go, John would go, boom. Do you know what song good on this? This. <laughs> Do you know what, songwriters of the world? This is just a really good example, because I see too many songwriters going down the hole of, this is what everything must sound like, and this is what... This is the biggest band that the world's ever seen, yeah. and there was no ego involved. It was a guy who wrote the first part of it, bought it in, and went, There's the, that's, that's how we're going to bake the cake. But I'm not sure how the cake's going to turn out. Go and make the cake better. And then the rest of the band would go, well, that's crap. Mm. I'm not putting that in there. What about this? And then they'd take the cake back to him. And after various passing back and forth mm -hmm. of the recipe, they'd come out with a definitive end copy. Yeah. The Beatles, let's not forget who the Beatles are. This is the band that put in... <sighs> I'm going to skip around foundations of rock and roll, foundations of rhythm and blues, because that's kind of what they did. When you take, and I'm not going to start going down the line of American mm -hmm. uh, black artists that basically did put the foundation yeah. in, but these are the guys who took it to the worldwide stage. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. You, if people forget, if it wasn't for the Beatles, you wouldn't have rock bands that wrote their own music. Yeah, you wouldn't because the 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 artists weren't the songwriters. The songwriters sat in an office in London somewhere, churning out a million songs a day. Yes, and then they yes. got given to the artists, sing that, and the artists go. Oh. Um, and Lennon and McCartney never wanted to be that. They wanted to write their own stuff. Um, Mick Jagger went on record to say it was because of Lennon and McCartney writing their own songs that made him and Keith Richards and everyone else in the Rolling Stones want to write their own songs. They, the, he said the Beatles made the Rolling Stones better musicians. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Beatles made the Rolling Stones better musicians. And if it wasn't for Little Richard, none of them would exist. None of them exist, yeah, yeah. And they that's 100%. Um, they've Little Richard has <laughs> confronted the Beatles when he met them, saying... Yeah. And Elvis. You stole... <laughs> You stole my thing, and then the Beatles went, "Yeah, we did." <laughs> and not be nasty, little Ooh. Richard. Little Richard did go and confront 
everybody about this, yeah. really. He went to Elvis, he went to the Beatles, he went to the Rolling <laughs> Stones. He did make it know that he is the... I do, I do like the it The architect when, of rock and roll. <laughs> I, I do like it when bands are influenced by other... Musicians are influenced by other music, musicians, but the the previous musicians don't mind. Um, Dave Grohl's a good example. I know where you're going with this. Um, with, uh, with Disco and Gap Band. Yeah. And Dave Grohl yeah. met the drummer from Gat Band and he invited him around for a barbecue and said, <laughs> and said the whole um, Nevermind album, I, 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 I owe you so much, I stole everything from you. And the drummer went, Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're welcome. <laughs> I've heard it. <laughs> you're welcome. It's ace. Uh, I love that shit, man. Um, but yes, it, it, it is a Beatles song. It's it's done in a way where, you know, John Lennon had this idea and unfortunately he wasn't around to finish it yeah. with the Beatles. But the other three were. And then unfortunately George wasn't around to finish it, but the other two were. And eventually they got the technology to finish the track. And I think it's a beautiful track. I think it's a lovely song. I think it's really good. Um, and I think it's great that the world finally has it. Um now, <laughs> that leads to the worldwide release of the physical copies of it, which um, just got a, a little bit mental. So, what what we had was, um, the physicals went on sale the day that the song was announced. Yeah. Um, so, this was 2pm, the Thursday before the song was released. Now, within fucking minutes it was it was announced to be on three different variants of seven inch um a cassette and a 12 inch black vinyl hmm. within seconds the 12 inch black vinyl sold out um the three seven inches didn't and then um a white and blue marbled seven inch got added to the mix which also sold out and then there was the hmv red 12 inch that has eventually sold out. It didn't, but um, it didn't sell out initially, but that's eventually sold out. The cassette also sold out, but the initial three seven inches were still, and the last time I checked, which was last night, was still available to order mm. from the Beatles store. Um, and then later on in the week, they added a CD. Um, I, I think there was an outcry for a CD or something like so. They, they, added, they added a CD. Um, now we uh, in the shop were able to order the three standard seven inch variants and the black 12 inch, mm. but the black 12 inch um, was only available one per store. And then throughout the week, we were getting phone calls and people coming into the shop saying, um, Are you getting the 12 inch in? And I had to explain, Look, you know, we've ordered one, whether it turns up or not, we won't know until the order gets here. And it's it, we can only order one copy in. It's sold out online. It's super limited. It's only one per store. We can't save it for anybody. It's going to be a first come first serve. To which I had one guy go. So can you order me one? And I'm like, no. We, we, it's one per store. We've ordered the one copy in, and it's it's coming into to store. But hopefully it's coming into store. But we you know. We, we, we can't order you one. And then he went, what well, can you save it for me? I was like, no, we're, we're not saving it. It's it's one per store. It's super limited. We're not saving it. 
you can't pre-order it we can't order you another one in it's first come first serve and he was like right fucking hell so you can't order me one i'm just looking at the sales um <laughs> as it as it's ran around the world yeah and you'll see now how the reaction's been picked up around the world because we know i think america's a bigger beatles country than england there's more people in it no, I just <laughs> I think they more worshipped over there just because of mm, England's attitude maybe, of yeah. just because of England's attitude of yeah. Yeah. Um so So it was it's what's known as a what they call a secured release. So um for your independent stores, they do the the distributors do this thing called a secured release, and that's because some independent stores are quite naughty and they sell things before they should sell them. So, you know, an album comes out on a Friday and the store gets it in on a Tuesday, and they've been selling stuff on the Wednesday. You know what I mean? And mm. you're not supposed to do that. Um, so, so the independent stores get a little bit of a slap on the wrist for that. We all get punished because there's been some dickheads in the group. Um, so they do a secured release. So you don't get your delivery until the day of release. Now, this happened with Taylor Swift last week when she released 1989 Taylor's version. Um, we were quite lucky because we got ours in at like nine o'clock in the morning, so we could put it straight out on the shelves. But there were some independent stores. They've had people going in all day. Have you got the new Taylor Swift album? And they're like, it's on delivery. It's coming today, but we don't know when. We're just waiting for the courier turn up. Yeah. And they weren't getting it until like four o'clock. Shop shuts at five, you know what I mean? Like, and, but at which point, people have already given up and they've ordered online. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, so this this Beatles release was on secured release. So what I've done, um, I've been updating the web page and the social media, saying, you know, explaining to people it's on secured release. It's coming in on Friday as soon as it lands, and it's booked into stock. We'll update the socials. We'll update the yep. web page. You'll know. So <clears throat> we were lucky. It got to us about half past nine. Um, and uh, so we booked it all into stock, and it was it was ready to rock and roll quite early. And later on in in the morning, I would, oh, I'd suggest maybe closer to lunchtime. I had a friend come in, and uh, and he was browsing through the, the secondhand racks, and then he comes over. He goes, "Have you had that new Beatles track in?" I goes, "Yeah, yeah, we've we've got it." And I had some copies under the counter, like so. I pulled it out. He goes, "Oh, are you are you, are you not selling them? Like, are, are, why are they under the counter?" And I said, "Oh, no, it's just." extra stock like i've got hundreds of them <laughs> i can't put them all. Just I don't, where it goes, I don't put them all out I, I, we, we you know we put one out in the store and then we leave the sealed ones behind the counter um and he goes oh right he says what what, what have you got and i said we've got the three seven inch it's variants like and he goes you know why he says i've just been up hmv they haven't got it I was like, are you having a fucking laugh? <laughs> and he's like, no. Now, the thing with HMV is they've got bigger clout with the distributors. Mm. Um, so, like, with the Taylor Swift release, they got theirs on the Thursday so they can prepare the shop ready for a Friday launch, whereas all the independents got theirs on the Friday. Yeah. Um, so he's been up to HMV. He's asked, you know, where's the new Beatles single? And they've gone, we haven't received it yet. Why? And uh, the only HMV in the country that got theirs on time was Liverpool, and that's because they'd arranged for a midnight opening because it's in Liverpool. And if they hadn't have had it in yeah. Liverpool, that would have been a mass riot. <clears throat> yeah, so Liverpool were the only store to get theirs, and what HMV and Hanley said was it was to do with the storm and the bad weather that the courier service couldn't get the the rest of the um the records out to the HMV storm stores. Kieran causing trouble again. Yeah. And um, HMV Hanley updated their social media at three o'clock on mm. the Friday saying, 
new Beatles single now in stock. So it's the first time ever we've had our stock before HMV. And uh, it's not a competition, like, but it's just the way it works. HMV always get their stuff first. and um, Yeah, it's just because of the buying power. Yeah, it's the buying power. Um, But we got our stuff before HMV, and, you know, I personally think it did us a big favour, like, because people just kind of did drift down to us for it. Um, And it did really well. But (laughs) the one thing that confused me, considering we had, like, 10 or so people saying, are you getting the 12-inch in? And we're like, yeah. Four o'clock in the afternoon, the 12 inches still sat there on the shelf gathering dust. Nobody's bought it. And um, I've since found out the twelve, the black 12 inch was limited to 400 copies. That was it. You've um, still got it in store? Uh, no, I bought it. I was going to say, bite me tomorrow, I'll Dave. I'll forward you the money in a minute. I literally like, because I'm not going to take advantage uh, when, when it's something super limited like that. I'm not going to take advantage of working in a shop and just buying it before. Right, fair enough. But customer. we needed an agreement, right? Where <laughs> if it's a super limited blah, 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 of any single mm. vinyl or anything else, you go, Cleon, just so you know, this is super limited. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay, I'll have that. You know, if it's if it's something and where... And we're both we've covered all bases, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it's something where we can get like 10 copies in store, then I'll buy one if I want it, you know what I mean? But when it's just one, it's happened on Record Store Day with the Black Keys release. We ordered 10, we only got one. And like, you know, both me and one of the other members of staff wanted it. And we See, were, mine. And we were both like, ah, well, we'll give the... You have to give the, the, the customers a chance. Like, Well, you have to give the customers a chance on Record Store Day because um, that's the fucking rules. <laughs> like, Yeah, so but, then uh, comes Super Cleon. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll take that, please. But Don't know who I am, Dave. It, at your house. It was like <laughs> it was four o'clock. You know, shop shuts in an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is. And, it was, and I'm just like, that's still there. And I just went, well, fuck it, then I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. You might as well. But no, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's lovely. It's nostalgic. We've got one copy left, by the way. If anybody wants it, <laughs> it's lovely. It's nostalgic. Um, it's the Beatles. They're still releasing. They were releasing music before I was born. Pretty much all of them popped. The two of them popped off as I was born, and they're still releasing music now. I think this is going to lead to an Oasis reunion. Well, Liam announced the the definitely maybe tour next year. Liam's tomorrow. Liam's allowed now to sing the songs of Oasis while he's on tour, so that's only going to lead to the next obvious step, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. it is, isn't it? Really? It's only going to lead to the next step, which is Oasis singing together. I, I've just um, checked the, our website, and we've still got we've got one blue seven inch in stock still. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, it's done really well. Um, now, before we move on to football, Cleon, yes, um, we do need to quickly discuss the music video for now and then. That's <laughs> crap. Yeah, it's a fuck. I like the song that last night, and I was like, I like the song a little bit less after watching the video. What's this blending old with you know new, fucking... new with old? The, the 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 world. Look at the, look at the comments on YouTube, right? And the people on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and whatever. Um, are like crying over it they think it's the best thing ever made and, and i'm like am i watching a different video because i watched it with with liam one of the lads at work and then joe who used to work with me messaged me and, and has gone have you watched that video it's fucking awful it looks like it's got like superimposed beetles in random locations it's fucking shite and i'm like this is 
Yeah, I thought it was shy. This is dreadful. Like, I like, literally, I, I, I like the song less watching it. But I, I was don't... like that listening to the song, I've got to be honest. I was, I genuinely, I was listening to the song, and I'm unbiased. I'm probably the best person to listen to a Beatles song, because I... But I was never... Re- I'm not really a fan of the Beatles. <laughs> so that's probably why I don't like the Beatles music. Well, like, that'll do it, like... Yeah, I, I don't... I'm love, not really a fan love, of Cannibal Corpse. Love, it's probably why I don't like the music. <laughs> you know, it's just... Bleh. You know, uh, I just think it's a bit grey, bit England in the grey times with mm. the guitar, shaking your head around. It's just not me. It's got no pelvis in it. <laughs> you know what I I'm mean? You, yeah, it's yeah. got no bass in it. Yeah. Beatles is it's a good uh, bass. It's a good analogy. It's got no pelvis in it. I like that. Yeah, I it's got no pelvis in it. It's just jing, 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 jing. And, yeah. and for me, it just touches on too much stuff that Lennon's already done. So I think it's got footprints of various other Beatles songs on it. And mm-hmm. if you're going to write a new song, I like a new original song, if you don't mind. <laughs> but I know they can't do an original yeah. song because two of them are no longer yeah, with us. Right. So I think it's a great way for Paul and Ringo to close the book on yeah. the Beatles. And I think we're done on the Beatles. Not I mean, we're done talking about them. I think the Beatles <clears throat> are done. I think a couple of weeks worth of promoting this. I mean, they won't be. There's loads more releases still to come, Cleon. <sighs> Not new stuff. So th- what's happened now is... Um, Wait for Davy Bowie be number one in the bastard charts G- again, now. Giles Martin has now... <laughs> Jesus Christ, have you seen his daughter? Remixed. Um, he's now remixed the Red and Blue albums. So you've got the... St- is the publishing up or something? Yeah, probably. You've got the um, the new stereo mixes of the, of the albums that he's already done. Revolver was the first one where he used the demixing software... And it sounds fucking nice. So now they've used that demixing software on all the tracks on Red and Blue, plus extra tracks. So uh, Friday coming up, Red and Blue are getting re-released. 2023 stereo mixes with extra track listing. And then after that, I'm guessing it'll be Rubber Soul that gets done next. At, at least the Rolling Stones are continually churning out new music. Yeah, but the Beatles are like <laughs> Disney. But um, no, you can't say they're all still alive. You nearly went for it, then, didn't you? The main ones are, though, aren't they? <laughs> the do you know what? Do you know what the thing is, right, Cleon? You know that, that that brings up a big point, doesn't it? That's a that's a really good point. Like Charlie Watts is dead. Yeah. Um, Bill Wyman hasn't been in the band since the late eighties. Yeah. Um, Brian Jones died. I mean, he died in the, he died in the was it the late sixties. Um, so, you know, he hasn't been in the band for a long time, so maybe that one doesn't count. But, yeah, how come when you've got two two original members that are dead, three original members that are dead, you've got Ronnie Wood that wasn't an original member, but he has been in the band since the 70s, so he's been in long enough to say he's a, he's a proper member. But why doesn't that matter when, when they some of them die why doesn't that matter why how come like oh well it's not the beatles because two of them are dead well three of the rolling stones are dead so surely it's not the rolling stones why isn't that a problem but it's a problem for the beatles because the rolling stones fans who do put more pelvis into stuff are less whiny because the beatles music is more whiny is it because they is it because they were the fucking best band in the world and they split up in 1969 i don't know dave that's a big one the Beatles. That's a big stretch, that. That's a huge stretch. Name a bigger band. The Stones. The Nah. 
No. No. They've only just... They've only just equaled the Beatles' number one albums, right? <laughs> the Beatles stopped writing albums in 1969. A bigger <laughs> No, they only wrote for five years. They're only, they were only together for five bloody years. The Beatles? Yeah. And that's what I mean. They were only together people for are five still on, years. People are only still breaking... They're only just breaking the records. It's the biggest band in the world. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There has been. I thought that that were better. There, there, there have been <laughs> bands. Dude, fucking One Direction broke one of the Beatles' records. Robbie Williams is equal one mean? of the records. Yeah, Robbie Williams, yeah. Um, yeah. Robbie Williams did it before Rolling Stones. Um, yeah. One Direction broke some Beatles' records in America, but it's the context of it. Um, by way of the Beatles did it before. First. Not necessarily first. Yeah, they did it first. Well, yeah, obviously they did it first, but they they did it before you could like press one button and the whole world could see what you'd just done. You know what I mean? It was yeah. the sixties. They did this, it first. This shit had to get shopped around. Like they, you know what I mean? They jumped in on the on the fight. Basically, the reason the Beatles are so big is because Elvis didn't tour. Elvis That's stopped. It. Elvis That's stopped. It. That's it. Would he have still been relevant? That's it. That's it. No. No, that's it. It's not. If Elvis toured other countries outside of America, there would be but he very stopped. little. He stopped, you, um, telling you. He because, stopped doing music altogether. He did music for the films, didn't he? This is what I mean. If if Elvis was managed better, the, oh, that's that's the way. If he was managed, big, if that, he was managed a big better, difference between because I would he argue. was great on music and then he went into the movies and that was like, why are you doing that? He had one good movie and then his manager went, let's do thousands of movies. I I would argue, would would Elvis have still been relevant by what? Because he didn't write his own stuff. You know no. what I mean? So. The, the, I think a lot of people forget with the Beatles. He put his name to the song because he was releasing it. Is they pushed the boundaries. There's a load of technical stuff in recording studios that what that wasn't done before the Beatles did it. Because they'd come up with an idea and they'd go, Right, I want this. And then George Martin would have to go, How the hell did you do that? And then the Beatles would go, Well, we don't know. So we need to work out how you do it. Mm. And then they'd do it, and it'd be the first time it had ever been done. You know, they, they broke ground. They were I'm, they were a cut above. I'm just doing the musical timeline. Yep, they of were what was all going on <clears> at the time. They were they were a cut above everyone. Maybe maybe the only person on the same level as them was Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they were a cut above everybody else when it came to like progression and and uh, technical things in studios and pushing the the boundaries you might not like the music no, not everybody's oh, a beatles fan don't get me wrong you know i mean? appreciate what yeah. i i'm fully understood and appreciate <clears throat> no, uh, not everybody's uh, a beatles fan beatles i've got no issues with anybody who stands there and goes i don't like the beatles that's fine you know what i mean i, 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 there's I like loads some of the stuff. stuff yeah yeah not everybody's gonna like the music but you can't take what away from them what they actually are dead and how yeah. they moved music forward leaps and bounds. And would would Elvis have done that? No. no. I don't think he would. Even with a good manager, I don't think he would. He'd have just carried on churning out the same songs. But you see where again. I'm coming from. Like, it would have led to a different yeah, direction. The, the same as, as a lot of artists from the late 50s did. They just carried on churning out the same songs and then just got lost in the fold. 
Neil Sedaka, there's one for there's you. There's one for Massive. you. Massive, so many number ones. And then all of a sudden, four guys from Liverpool turn up and Neil Sedaka's career just stopped. He ended up moving to Britain and doing Clubland. He was basically playing Phoenix Knights every bloody week. Like, And it was only because he was a, one of the guys that used to be in the Animals, like picked him up, signed him to a label and said... You need to remember who you are. You're Neil Sedaka. You're one of the best songwriters the world has ever mm. seen. Now go write some fucking songs. And that rejuvenated his career in the 70s. Yeah. Um, it, you know, a lot of them artists who were, who were world-renowned just got lost in the fold. It's like, I suppose it's like, this was the, 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 rock, the, the, the foundation rock band era, I suppose. Hmm. And music was in cycles. We had the art through our lifetime. We've seen the boy band era, the sure. goth era. You know, I always forget about actually with the sixties, the what? who, the who. I yeah. always forget about the who. It's. I think it's because I don't. I don't. Okay, I'm going to say I don't like the who. No, there's a reason the who aren't in this conversation. Yeah, I'm, I was. I was going to say <laughs> it's for no other reason, but there's a reason they're not in this. I conversation. was going to say. I always say this. I don't like the who, but that that I like the who's music. The Who, in this conversation, are pretty much like, if we're doing this in 1990s boy band, The Who are a bit like 911. If, well, mm, that's a bit of a stretch. Um, I think they're a little bit better. 911 were really good. Um, <laughs> no, sorry, The Who are a bit like Five. All right, yeah, we'll give them yeah, that. Yeah, a bit five? rebellious. A bit rebellious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they wrote... Love searching on the computers. They, I, I like The Who's music, and yeah. um, the, the Kinks are another one. You know yeah. what I mean? The Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, the Who, yeah, them, them four, just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant albums and songs and whatnot. When I say I don't like the Who, what I mean is I don't like Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. I think they're absolute knobheads, proper knobheads. At, at work, I've listened to, um, I think it was live at Hyde Park box set that we had in, and I've listened to it to the gig, and it's fucking brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant until they stop playing the songs and start talking. Yeah, and you're like, shut the fuck up, Roger Daltrey. Just sing the songs. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need your opinion, mate. I just, I just need my generation. Just fucking sing it. Do you know what <laughs> I hate about rock bands when they start chirping off of like good causes? Uh, I hate it. Children are starving over it. Hang on a minute, knob cheese. You're putting together a song right now. That's going to be mass distributed on a device that was made that was fished out the Congo by four-year-olds. Yeah, shut up. The, <laughs> I mean, at least at least when they're at going least on, have the good grace to not stand there and object against something pathetic and then be backing something so massive. You're standing wearing a night <laughs> tracksuit for number one. That was made by a 12-year-old in a factory. At, at least when they're waffling on with stuff like that, it's almost like they've got a point. They're trying to make a point. I was listening to this Genesis Live CD the other day, and Phil Collins was just chatting balls. It's like, shut up, Phil. You're just waffling on about nothing. Oh, and if he <laughs> says, I'm not dead yet, again, not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. One more time. I will find him and kill him myself. <laughs> Phil, you better be careful. If we find careful. Phil Collins floating in a canal. <laughs> yeah, that's because he's one day. That's because I've been sitting there nice, humble on my own, on my sofa, just sitting there watching the telly, and Phil Collins has gone, I'm not dead yet, and triggered Cleon. <laughs> and Cleon's gone, right, that's it! And gone running round. But, <laughs> ah, ah. Pushed his wheelchair in the fucking canal. <laughs> Get out of your wheelchair. I know yeah. you can walk, and you're just doing it for your ex-wife. 
Anyway, football. Yes, let's do football. Let's do let's, football. Let's bring it home. Clown. Let's bring it home. Now, I'm going to go all the way to Wednesday night when I'm talking football tonight, Dave. Jesus. I'm going to go back to the has. EFL Cup. Now, EFL Cup, uh, it was the fourth round. Who sponsors it these days? Car- uh, Carabao. Carabao. Uh, the Rumbleos trophy for the older listeners. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, they, listen to it. The Rumbleos. The Rumbleos. Was, was it the Autoglass at one point? No, that was the Lower Divisions trophy, Dave. Yes. yes. Uh, it was the Coca-Cola Cup. Coca-Cola, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Rumbleos trophy. I think it's been the... I think that's it. Anyway, so it was the fourth round. We had West Ham 3, Arsenal 1. Arsenal got an arse kicking from a local... Uh, a local I nearly said a local band. From then. a local band. <laughs> from a local football team. Bournemouth 1. Uh, Liverpool 2, Chelsea 2, Blackburn 0, Everton 3, Burnley 0, Ipswich 1, Fulham 3, and I went to Old Trafford, Dave, on I Wednesday. I saw the pictures. I went to Old Trafford. I was asked to leave Old Trafford. Oh. Do you want me to tell you why I was asked to leave Old Trafford? Were you sitting with the Man U fans? I certainly was. I was with the put prawn sandwich eating corporate lot that they were, so it's a kind of a family stand, and it was Man United 0, mm. Newcastle 3. Beautiful. And the only reason I got asked to leave wasn't because I was taking the mick or waving my fingers in the air like the young kids were at the corporate box in the Newcastle stand. <laughs> players, kids. So as soon as Newcastle scored, all the players' kids were like this. <laughs> Throwing ice cubes down, you know. Um, basically what happened was a, a younger lad who was with the group, one of the guys, someone behind or in this crowd decided to start really speaking nasty towards him Mm -hmm. and i just felt the need to go really do you want to say that to me i'm a newcastle fan Mm. so if you're going to say things like that to this wee man you're going to say him to me first aren't you and then as i said aren't you joe willock scored the third goal (laughs) and i just stood like looking at him like what you saying what you saying Uh, but anyway yeah and and you can see a picture of the guy if you've checked my facebook posts out um, he's behind me there. Oh, yeah. Looking very, very annoyed with himself mm-hmm. and muttered under the words, you Geordie Balland. Um, can we can we go back to the Tuesday? We then? can go back to the Tuesday. And can we just have a look at, at Mansfield and Port Vale? Well? And in the... E- and yeah, it was, wasn't it? In the EFL fourth round as well, Port Vale beat Ma- Ma- uh, Mansfield away <clears throat> to take us to the quarterfinals, Dave. So here's a here's a little story for you, Cleon. Right. So um, uh, Port Vale get through to the last sixteen. Right. Yeah. Now uh, I'm, I'm at work. Now my my boss is, a, as you know, is a gentleman called Mike Lloyd. Mike Lloyd has um has has, has amassed a music empire over the last fifty sixty years in the Midlands. But at one point. Uh, Mike Lloyd was chairman of Port Vale. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, and uh, we we were talking about Vale getting through to the last sixteen, and uh, and and how that'll be it for them. Now they've got through to the last sixteen. What they could really do with is drawing a massive team. They could do with you know with, with, with drawing like Man U or, um, or Newcastle or, or Liverpool or Newcastle, like and drawing one of them teams so they can get like a big gate. And um, and it can be a huge game for them, and then yeah, you know, then that's it. You know, foot, you know, football league cup mm. over. Me and Mitchell had this same conversation, and and Mike turned round and he went, "Do you know what? It'll be sod's law. They'll draw Mansfield away." 
and the next day they did the draw and they got Mansfield away. Do you know, do you know I had the same conversation with Mitchell, but after they beat Mansfield right. and Newcastle were through, because me and Mitchell were going, please Newcastle away, please Newcastle away, please Newcastle away, please Newcastle away. Because we've got the night out in Newcastle yeah. running through his mind. Oh, you can see cousins and rah. <laughs> Newcastle away, Newcastle away. And I said to Mitchell, I think it was drawn on the Monday or the Tuesday night. I think it was the Tuesday. I said to Mitchell, not being nasty, Vale are drawing Middlesbrough. They'll get Middlesbrough. <laughs> I said, it's the only non-Premier League team in the draw. Yeah. Vale. And we were live on the telephone call to each other. said, Mitch, we're getting Middlesbrough. Newcastle came out. Chelsea Newcastle came out. Everything came out. And then Mitchell went, you got... I heard him on the phone because I wasn't watching it. I was walking the dog because I'd just been to the match. It was quite late at night on Wednesday. And I said to Mitch, I said, come on then, how's it getting on? And he just went, anyway, I'll see you in a minute. Yeah. I goes, wow, what's up, bro? He was like, we're playing fucking medals, bro. But anyway, that led us on to the Premier League on Saturday. Um, sorry, can I just get your opinion on Vale's chances of beating Middlesbrough? Uh, zero. Okay. Zero, unless they get a lot of the um, the injured off the injury bench right now. Yep. Vale's injury record is massive <clears throat> at this moment in time. Let's say um, they, they do beat Middlesbrough. Um, um, home ground advantage. And, I'd love uh, them to play Newcastle. Newcastle in the Park, semis at Vale Park. Park. <laughs> I don't want Newcastle in Newcastle's ground. I want Newcastle on, on, in Vale Park. <laughs> I want the Geordies on my stomping ground. I want the Newcastle fans... I want to go watch Newcastle with the Newcastle fans that can never go watch Newcastle. Yeah. So, Steve Beattie, I know you're listening to this because we speak. Steve Beattie, Newcastle fan, we go in there. Um, and all the old bugger Newcastle fans, we can go and stand in the Vale end. Because we all know, <laughs> when you, they know I'm a Newcastle yeah, fan. Yeah. And what? Um, I've got no problem sitting there. And, um, and if we score, celebrate. It's been, it's been years and years and years since I've been Vale Park. Done it at Old Trafford. There's 77 of the thousand. Have the... Um, have they still got the family stand? Yeah. It used to be like, it was that corner, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm not getting in there. I'm getting in by cars. No, just me. I was wondering if they still had the family stand. Like, you could just give that to, to the Stoke Newcastle fans. <laughs> yeah, no. What, what they'll have to do for the Newcastle fans, it'll be the whole away end. And if you want me to be honest, we could fill out the whole away end and probably Lawn Street for you if you want. They've swapped uh, over the away stand, haven't they? The, the home, like, so. Is the away stand now by cars? Yeah, they've given. Um, because away stand was in charge of these stupid ass decisions. Now then, away stand was um, Amel wants it. Amel Road away side. end was yeah Amel Road. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, that got refurbed and it's all lovely and nice. Um, so that's that's for the home fans now. Wonder <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to do then. What? Well, when we have to play big matches, we're going to walk the away fans. All around the, way the, around the, the building. building. <laughs> Who's making the decisions at Vale? I tell you what, it's I run think, by, I think it's that's run right. by a bunch of spastics, Vale. I think right that's now. right. Anyway, I don't quite it's run by a bunch of spastics that have never really been into football no before, and now you all of a sudden you're thinking that the type of people that run Port Vale while I'm on the rant, Dave, are the type of people that don't support the same football team as the fathers. <laughs> and they've just gone, and they've just gone, and they've just gone. Fuck it, I'm going to support Port Vale and kiss Carol's arse. That's the type of people that support Port Vale. Support um, Port Vale. Work at Port just, Vale right now. Just need to remind you. Yeah, um, you can't say spastic. I can. You can't. It's I a, can. It's offensive. I can't. I've even put it into a song. <laughs> do you know I've put it into a song just for the sake of that? Mm. I have. I need you to do me a fat beat. Anyway, 
Uh, football yesterday. <laughs> Premier League. Sorry about that. You got me on to Vale. I'm so annoyed with Vale, but that's a different conversation. Fulham nil, Man United 1. Uh, Brentford 3, West Ham 2. Burnley nil, Crystal Palace 2. Everton 1, Brighton 1. Oh, sugar. Man City 6. Bournemouth nil. The goal scorers for Man City, we'll have a look into this one, was Doku, Bernardo Silva, scored to Akanji, Foden and Ake. Oh, I thought it was going to be Haaland, 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 <laughs> and it wasn't. Sheffield United 2. Yeah! Wolves 1. Oh, dead happy about that one. I just want some of the smaller teams stay up this year. That's all I want. And then last night, which I've got to admit was one of the most dirtiest football <laughs> matches I've seen in a very long time. It was filthy. Newcastle won Arsenal nil. That football match, there should have been a sending off for Newcastle. Arsenal yeah. fans, I agree with you. But Kai Havertz should have been sent off. As soon as the ref didn't send off Kai Havertz for his uh, tattle. Bruno Gutierrez then went, oh, you're not sending people off today. Mm. Yeehaw! And ran and forearm smashed somebody from the back of the head. I was like, <laughs> I watched it on Sky. I went, well, that's a sending off. Because if VAR looks at that, that's a sending off. And it wasn't a sending off. And I was going, well, what are they, what are they watching here? Because to me, that looks like a sending off. Yeah. He, he ran behind him. I'm not just, the player's running with the ball. He's ran behind him with his forearm. I won't mind. He even did this face, Dave. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, when you run past someone Judo, and, you, and, and, you ca- and you catch him with their arm and you go, oh, he didn't mean that. He wasn't even looking at him. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't that. He's running. He's glared at him. He's gone full on aggressive faces and then, <laughs> and then gone, how do you like me now? And just carried on running with the ball and then turned to the ref and went, didn't do nothing. Or me. And the ref went, no, you're right. And I went, well, he's sent off on VAR. He's so sent off now, cause, and that's him gone for three games now, So because he's on a yellow. How are you going to plan for that? And then VAR went, no. <laughs> and then the goal. Now, I'm happy that the goal was all given, but there's no way that ball stayed in. I've seen the... There's um, no way yeah, that I've ball seen it. He went out of play, didn't he? He went miles out of play, that did. Paddy, um, Paddy Power have done like a, a, a mock thing of it on Facebook. It was so far out of play, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Even I went, when VAR looks at that, he's well, out they, of play. They, on Paddy Power, they've put like, uh, yeah, VAR check, uh, is the ball out of play? And then VAR replied, we'll check for everything else. <laughs> well, just not if the ball's out of play. They, they checked that the ball was out of play, and then they were like, no, the ball was We can't say whether or not... We can't say whether it was... Categorically, yeah, yeah, yeah. whether or not it was in or out of play. We can't say categorically whether Joe Linton did or didn't foul somebody. We can't say categorically yeah. that Anthony Gordon was or wasn't offside. Hang on a minute. What's VAR for? Hmm. Isn't it not to say categorically, categorically whether or not it went? So now what you had was somebody going, I don't mean nothing, I aren't making this decision. They played at St. James's Park and it'll just get Larry in there. The mm. match is already violent as it is. I don't think it's a good idea to disallow this goal. And that's my opinion of the truth behind what went on yesterday. Right. Because that shouldn't have been a goal. It shouldn't have been. Both teams shouldn't have had ten players on the uh, eleven players on the pitch. They shouldn't have done. But what a game of football it was! 
<laughs> it's a great game to watch, matey. As in, if you're watching that as a neutral, brilliant. Watching that as a Newcastle fan, we've got how many players out injured? We've got loads of players mm. out injured. And everyone's just battling. So it was great to watch, but I, I watched it with my eyebrows rooted to the top of my forehead going, oh my God, has he just given that? <laughs> and the referee was just allowing, yeah, from what I can see, everything. Just so, yeah. Do you know what, guys? Just do what you wish. It's if you're going to smash him in on a tattle, smash him in on a tattle. I was like, "Wow, it's man's game football," and that was the football. Yeah, that um, <clears throat> that that sounds um, like I should have watched it, but <laughs> but I didn't. The highlights as well had none of the violence on. Mm. I was like, "You've." Pr- I, mm. Mm. The um, it's um, it's F one weekend this weekend. It's it's we're at that stage of the Formula One now where Max Verstappen won the championship about three races back. Um, so it, it's almost like the what's the point stage now. Like yeah. there's a couple of races left. You've got we're, they're in Brazil. They've got Vegas. They've got Abu Dhabi. Is there only three? There could be four. There might be another one as well. Playing second. Um, and it's yeah, and it is. It's the race for for second. Um, Max Verstappen has got enough points on his own for Red Bull to win the Constructors' Championship. Um, you, literally, they could fire Perez and lose all of his points, and he'll still win the Constructors' Championship. Um, but um, so it is a bit like what's the point? But at this, what I've noticed now at this late stage of the of the season, the other teams have started fucking getting the shit together. Have they? And um, yeah, yeah, they have because Max Verstappen's still winning everything. Yeah. So like Red Bull is still like miles ahead, but the rest of the teams have started going right. We need to be faster. <laughs> and McLaren have just like it's like it's nineteen ninety nine again. They're just f- so fast. Um, cars looking great, and um, and like the the Mercedes cars are like back up there again. Lewis Hamilton last week came second. Um, didn't have a brilliant um, sprint race yesterday, but um, but yeah, the, the Mercedes cars. The, the- I've got a prediction about Hamilton. He's coming towards the end of his career. Oh yeah, most definitely. I didn't think he'd still be racing, to be honest with you. But um, I genuinely thought the the year that that year that Max Verstappen won his first world championship, I thought that if Hamilton won that year and broke Schumacher's record, I thought he would have retired yeah. at that point. Um, and now he's just hanging around for the record. Well, I th- I think that was the initial thing, but. I what looking at him and looking at his interviews, um, looking at him and and um, looking at uh, at his interviews. Sorry, I think he's um, I think he's found like a, a bit of a passion for racing again, and he's not really bothered. I mean, obviously, he always wants to win. That's just Lewis Hamilton. He wants to win all the fucking time. But I think he's found a bit more of the enjoyment side. He's got that enjoyment side back again, where he just likes racing. Yeah. He likes being in the car, and he likes racing, and he likes trying to win. And I don't know why. At the moment, you said he likes being in the car and he likes racing. I just had a thing of like Lewis Hamilton with a head on, with his helmet on in the car, going, "I fucking love this. Race, I fucking love this." I fu- what, what are we in tenth? Yeah, I love yeah. it. I absolutely love it with his <laughs> earbuds on. Honestly, I reckon. I reckon he's missed it. I reckon he's missed. 
like being not being first because for all them years when in the, the turbo hybrid era where mercedes was always first and then when he lost um rosberg as his teammate so he didn't even have a teammate to race against because bottas weren't worth shit um he's, he's missed like trying to overtake people because the root of it Lewis Hamilton is a fucking racer's racer. Like yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, one that yeah, see he sees a gap and he goes for it. Yeah. Whether he's gonna crash or not, if the gap's there, he's fucking going for it, yeah. like, and he's risking that crash. Um, which is what Perez did last week. And crashed. Ma- Mexico, home race, first corner, the gap was there, and he fucking went for it, and it was brilliant. But the only problem was there was nowhere for Charles Leclerc to go. Um, <laughs> and because Verstappen was the other side of him. So yeah. Verstappen had the racing line. Charles Leclerc was there. There was a gap. Perez went for it. But then there was nowhere for Leclerc to go. And uh, he just ended up clipping his wheel and, and he spun out, which was like, fuck. But at least at least you tried. Um, <laughs> so You just had the balls go for it. I think, um, yeah, uh, uh, Hamilton's a, he's a driver's driver. He's a racer's racer. He sees the gap. He goes for it. And I think he's enjoying fucking overtaking people i think he's enjoying racing and battling with people and and you know getting his fucking hands dirty again and and he's seen the improvement in the car and he's he's just waiting for the regs to change again and and you know he's just enjoying being there again he's i think he's a really good ambassador for the sport as well because it's it's not about him it doesn't seem like it's about him like anymore like he'll do his interviews and stuff and he'll, he'll just be like you know, oh yeah, Max has driven a great race. The Red Bull car is amazing. Um, the fans, you guys, you've come out in full force again. You're all awesome. George, teammate, mm. he's done really well this week. Uh, Orlando, he's an absolute machine. He's a brilliant for British racing. Um, it, it's just all about everybody else. Yeah. Like he's it's he's it's great. So I very nearly cancelled like Sky Sports because I was like, ah, fucking done now. Don't need to watch the rest of the season. But these last few races have been quite enjoyable. Um, so yeah. Out the race in Brazil today, and I've got football all and, day today because I'm watching football. I've got no football to attend to. I've got no standing out in the cold all day. I am watching the football, watching and the football. you're watching the F1. I'm going to watch the F1 later. Beautiful afternoon. Beautiful, beautiful afternoon. So uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's get on to that. So, yeah, let's um, go sit on the sofa. Big, uh, big thank you to everyone that listens week in and week out. You guys are awesome. Do not forget whatever your favourite podcasting platform is. Like, subscribe, follow us on there. It means the world to us. Uh, and give us a follow on social media on Twitter. It's at Shingles List. PC on Instagram, it's shinglers underscore list and it's KLBuly5. And on threads, it's KLBuly5. Yeah, because I'm still banned and, from Twitter. And shinglers underscore list. Still um, banned from Twitter. Still banned from Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll get you back one day. <clears throat> yeah, fuck it now. I'm gonna, honestly, I'm going to ring Twitter soon. Um, Elon Musk was on uh, Joe Rogan this week, by the way. So I've he, listened and, to it. And he, oh, have you, have you, I was going to say he talks about Twitter and whatnot if you're interested. But uh, yeah, uh, you guys are awesome. And we'll see you next time. Ooh.